Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Bruchem Abayim. We uh, continue in our shiurim on Sefer Devarim, Parshas Boazchanan. And the shiurim on Sefer Devarim are sponsored by Dr. Zakheim Umishpachta, Leilon Nishmas, Rav Shem Eliezer ben Harav Yaakov Zakheim, and Leilon Nishmas, Dr. Zakheim's mother, Rivka Bastavi Halevi, whose yard site is coming up at the end of Chodesh Av. Tonight's year is sponsored by our dear friend Kenny Pinsauer, Lili Nishmas, his great, great, several times grandfather, who is none other than the Megala Amukais, whose yard site is today. Uh, the Megala Amukais is also that young man in the back in right field, Yehuda Gladstein. It's also Yehuda Gladstein's great, great grandfather, Megala Amukais. Actually, I'll tell you a little story. In 2018, I went to Krakow, and I happened to be in the cemetery in Krakow on Yud Gimel Av, and I went to, to the cemetery, I was the first one there in the morning, and I went to the Megala Mukos' kever, and I look at the kever, and I didn't even know, I happened to be at his kever on the yard site, check it out, tonytime.com, 2018, I think they sent out the clip today. Also, today's year is sponsored by Yehuda Lebovics, Rabbi Yehuda Lebovics, um, as Hakar Satoy for the Shurim, <clears throat> and the merit for the family of Yehuda Leib Ben Shmuel Chaim, Lebracha v'hatzlacha. Okay, so we continue in Seyed Parshas Vashchanan. Um, just a few public service announcements. Everybody, anybody wants to be Meshtatef in any of the upcoming Svarim, uh, Be'ezus Hashem, Sefer Shemois in Lashon HaKodesh, or in English, the Art Scroll HaGadosh Pesach. Those are available if anybody wants to be Meshtatef. Okay, we have a very interesting uh, subject today. <coughs> We're going to speak about a conversation that took place between two great luminaries. And I've spoken about this conversation in the past. And Ein Beis HaMedrash Beli Chidosh. It's a very unusual union of two Gedolei Yisrael from two very disparate walks of life. Namely, Rav Chanan Rasserman, Hashem Yimkam Damay, Roshiv of Baranovich, Talmud Muvak of Rav Chanan, and none other than the Chavetz uh, and the uh, the Sar Shalom of Bells, the Bells of Rebbe. How these two Gedolei met, you know, Chasidah Shereba and Rabbi Chanan Vasserman, they met in the forest. Uh, they were on vacation before World War Two, and they were discuss- discussing the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu davened many many tefillos to be able to enter Eretz Yisrael. And the question the Belzareva had was, why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to daven? How many tefillahs did he daven? 515 tefillahs. What is the significance of the number 515? It's a very unusual number. Why five? Why not 379? Why not 422? What's the significance of this number 515? And they were also discussing a very interesting Gemara Sachim, which is number two on your sheet. The Gemara M'sachim tells us on Dav Peiches, Amar Rabbi Elazar, May Dichsev, what does the Pasuk mean? V'holchu amim rabim, many nations will go, v'amru and they'll say, l'chu v'nale el har Hashem, go and let's go up to the mountain of God, al base el Yaakov, to the house of the God of Jacob. So it says in the end of days, the nations will say, let's go up to the mountain of God, to the house of of the God of Jacob. So the Gemara asks, why is the Beis Hamikdash called the house of Jacob? 
Why is it called the house of Abraham? Why not the house of Isaac? Why do we <coughs> connect and associate the Beis Hamikdash specifically to Avra to Yaakov Avinu? Says the Gemara, Eloi ke Avraham shekosav boy har. Not like Abraham who called the Beis Hamikdash a mountain har. When did Avraham call the Beis Hamikdash a mountain? Shashenemar, like it says, Asher yeyamar hayoyim. It will be said today. Bahar Hashem on the mountain of God, it will be, it will appear. So Abraham labeled the base of Mikdash Shahar. Veloy ki Yitzchak, not like Yitzchak, Shekosav by Sadeh. That it's, uh, called the Sadeh. Yitzchak called the base of Mikdash a field. Shenemar, Vayetze Yitzchak, Lasuach Basadeh. Elaki Yaakov, Shekaroi, Bayes. But like Yaakov, who called it a house. Shenemar, Vayikra Hashem Hamakim Hahu Basel, and he called the name of that place Basel. So the Gemara is reporting to us that Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov had different names for the temple. Avraham called it mountain, Yitzchak called it field, and Yaakov called it house. And in the end of days, the nations world will say, "Let's go up to the house of Yaakov, and not the mountain of Avraham, and not the field of Yitzchak." What is the meaning of this Gemara? Why would Avraham call it a Har? Why would Yitzchak call it a Sadeh? Why would Yaakov call it a Bayis? And furthermore, you know, why did they, why didn't Yitzchak agree with his father? Why didn't Yitzchak also call it a mountain? Why didn't Yaakov also call it a mountain? Why didn't Yaakov also call it a field? Why did they have to all call it a, a different name? They couldn't agree on the name. Why couldn't they agree on the name? What's the significance of this? Anyway, we just lost the Zoom viewer. Right? <laughs> um, the Zayar tells us something very interesting. Even though we don't know exactly where the Zayar is, it's some medrash that uh, we cannot identify its location. We don't know its source, but it's something that the Belzareba, Rabbarala of Bells, said he heard over in the name of his father, Rabbi Sachar Doiv of Bells that there's a very big significance, very important significance in the fact that Avraham called the Beis Amikdash Shahar, Yitzchak called it a Sada, and Yaakov called it a Bayis. There is this unusual medrash, again, we don't know where it is, that we know the Beis Amikdash Shomata, who builds the Beis Amikdash Shomata? The Gemara and Sukkah says, Mashiach ben David, Mashiach ben Yosef, the different builders, different carpenters. The question is, who builds the base? Hamikdash Shalmalach. Who builds that? You know, who's the contractor? So a very unusual medrash. The medrash says that God and his machana came and he built the first wall of the base of Mikdash. Okay? Comes Avraham with his prayer and he builds the second wall of the base of Mikdash. Comes Yitzchak with his prayer and he builds the third wall of the Beis HaMikdash. Comes Yaakov Avinu and his prayer, and he builds the fourth wall. And Moshe Rabbeinu built the roof. What's the meaning of this? God builds the first wall, Avraham builds the second wall, Yitzchak builds the third wall, Yaakov builds the fourth wall, and Moshe builds the roof. It's, all, it's inexplicable. So the Belzareva explained as follows. 
God came and he built the first wall of the Beis Hamikdash with his machana. Mem is 40, Ches is 8, Nun is 50, He is 5. Any advanced accountants over here? Machane is Gematria 103. That means in order to build the wall of the temple, you need the power of 103. So God built the first wall with his Machane 103. Yeah, comes Abraham, he says, Hey, wow, now I know the secret. The secret's 103, I want to build the second wall. So to build the second wall, you're going to need how many? You're going to need to, you'll say, you, you only need 103. No, you need 103, but you have to attach it to the first 103, so you need 206. So Avraham calls it Har. Har is Gematria 206. 205, okay, who's counting? Right? 205, Ima is 206. Now, you'll say, by the way, it's very important to know, what's the, the source that you could add the word itself? comes from Rashi in this week's Parsha. Why? Amazing Rashi. Rashi says that God promised that if we would be, if we would grow old in the Holy Land, 852 years, Kaminyan v'noi shantem, Hashem would have to v'ibadatem mehera ki avaytav, and He would have to destroy us. So Rashi says God did, did us a favor. Since if we would be, be in the Holy Land 852 years, He would have to destroy us. So God exiled us after 850 so that we would never reach 852. That's Rashi. It's a Rashi in this week's passion. So as the Chumas Hadeshan, God gypped us out of a year. He gypped us out of a year. If we would be in Arizona 852 years, He would have to destroy us. So he, he exiled us two years earlier, 850. He should have only exiled us one year earlier at 851. No, that's because 851 is 852. Because from here, that's the source. By Gematria, you could be one off. We actually have a whole shear on the subject, uh, by Gematria, you could be one off and what the source is and what the rationale is and what the reason is, but the source is Rashi in the Sushrasha. So Avraham called it Har, that's, okay. So if you want to build the third wall, how much do you need? 309. Comes Yitzchak Avinu. And he calls it Sadeh. Sadeh is 309. Comes Yaakov. Yaakov says, I need to build the fourth wall. To build the fourth wall, Yehuda, how many, how many points do you need? 412. Good, my tuition money is, is being put to good use. 412. See? Yeshiva Torah, math, math. Yeah? 412. Bias, says Ezra. Bias, that's why Yaakov calls it bias. So Machane is 103. God and his Machane built the first wall. Har, 205, 206 is the second wall, Avraham. Sadeh, 309 is Yitzchak, the third wall. Yaakov, 412 is the fourth wall. Comes my Rabbeinu. my Rabbeinu says, there are going to be a lot of uh, rainouts in this, in this stadium. What's going to, there's no roof. We need a roof. How many tefillahs do we need, Yehuda? 515, attaboy. 515. You need 515, so Moshe Rabbeinu davens 515 tefillahs to build the roof of the Beis HaMikdash Shomala. So we always ask, oh, Moshe Rabbeinu davens so many tefillahs. By the way, you know, it's, it's amazing. The Medrash learns out, and don't say, oh, I heard this show before. I'm just, this is just introduction, okay? The Medrash learns out, how do I know the efficacy of tefillah from the tefillah of Moshe Rabbeinu? Well, you cannot have come up with a worse source to show the efficacy of tefillah, because Moshe had been a daven, then he daven, then he daven, then he daven, and Hashem said, first of all, no, and I don't want to hear another word from you. 
Yeah, that's the source of tefillah. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, let me enter to sell, let me enter to sell. If I can't go in as an Adam, I'll go in as a Behima, I'll go in as an Oif. And God said, no, 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 no. First of all, the answer is no. And second of all, I'll tell you something. I don't want to hear another word. So, but according to what we're learning, not only Moshe Rabbeinu was answered, every single tefillah was answered. He built the roof of the Beis HaMikdash Shel Mala. Every tefillah was answered. And... <clears throat> Says the Sefer Be'er Shloima, Rav Shloima Tzukar, that according to this, we could read the Pasuk like this. Moshe Rabbeinu Davin Vo'es Chanan El Hashem Bo'esa Hilei Mori Davin 515 Tfilas. He built the roof for the base of Mikdash Shalmala. Then he said, you know, while I'm at it, maybe now Hashem will let me go and see the base of Mikdash Shalmata. So he said, Ebrana, let me cross. We always say on Tisha B'Av, Ebrana. Noz Gematria 51, let me cross the 50 Amos of the Yardane and get one Amma in Tarot Yisrael. Ve'ere, Esa Oretz HaToiva, Asher Be'ever HaYardane, let me see the Eretz Yisrael proper. Ha'har HaToiva Zeh, the goodly mountain, Har HaMariya, V'halavonoin, Be'esamikdo Shomata. Now, I don't want to just build Be'esamikdo Shomata, I want to build Be'esamikdo Shomata also. But listen to the Lashon of Moshe Rabbeinu. You've begun to teach your servant your greatness. Greatness refers to Midas HaChesed, Rashi says. Which one of the Avais is Midas HaChesed? Avraham. Meaning, okay, Avraham's tefillah was effective to build the second one. Ve'as Yodcha HaChazaka, your strong hand, whose Midas Gvura? Yitzchak. Asher Mi Kel. Who's called Kael? Yaakov is called Kael. So you answered Avram. You answered Yitzchak. You answered Yaakov. Now I, I want to build the roof. So this is a very amazing approach to the Gemara Sachim on Daf Peches. This is something we've said over, over the years a number of times. Today I want to analyze what exactly is it about the power of 103 that every element of the Mikdash is 103 is the first wall, 206 is the second wall. Where did this number 103 come from? Where do we ever say anything about 103? And I want to begin by sharing with you a few uh, gematrias, because now that we're after Tishabav and um, you, you're in a very happy mood, and you're besimcha, I know it's not only because you could eat basar and take a haircut, it's because you could hear more gematrias. Mm-hmm. So listen to this. What created the Beis HaMikdash? Now, first I want to tell you a vart that's worth the price of admission. It was worth it to come down to this world just to hear this. I heard this from um, very good friends of mine from Mishpachas Fuchs in Flatbush. And I, fa- I later found it in the Svarim, I believe of Reb Hersh uh, Lisker, where he says something out of this world. We know that there's one part of the Harabayas that was never destroyed. What is that? The Kaisama Ravi. We always have the Kaisama Ravi. And Chazal say there's a Haftacha. Hine Zaoimir Achra Koslinu. The Ibn Sham says he, that when the Romans came to destroy the, the Harabayas, they left over Davka, the, the Kaisal, as a monument, otherwise the Roman general said, if I would have destroyed everything, then people never would have known we destroyed anything. They wouldn't have known there's anything here to begin with. So I left the remnants so people would have seen them, would see the magnitude of the house that we destroyed. Why did God leave over Kaisal Hamaravi, so to speak, like a coroner? 
So this this fits in. Yitzchak called the Harabayis what a sada. Sada. So God is obligated to keep the Torah and leave over Peah. So the Kaisal Hamaravi is God's fulfillment of the mitzvah of Peah. He says, look, I gave you a Sadeh, I'm obligated to leave over Peah. That's the Kaisal Hamaravi. Anyway, what created the Kedusha of the Harabayas? Who are the first ones to really worship Hashem in the Harabayas? Avraham and Yitzchak, through the Akedah. What is the mountain called? Har Hamoriya. Or in Shara Shiram we say, I'm reading from something called Moisif Shabbos Kodesh, a newspaper clipping from the Yated Ne'eman in Hebrew, Tavshin Nun Vav. In case you, st- you don't have your copy still of the Tavshin Nun Vav, Yated Ne'eman, from 26 years ago, I figured, from 16 years ago, I figured... Uh, I would share with you. I think this is from Rabbi Elio Dvorkas, where Har Hamar is Gematria Avram Yitzchak. And what was the purpose of the Akedah? To make the Beis Hamikdash Shemakim Avoida. Veho Eloikim Nisa as Avraham is Begematria Beis Hamikdash. I know you figured that out on your own. But Veho Eloikim Nisa as Avraham is Gematria Beis Hamikdash. Now, what did Avraham, what was his contribution to the Beis HaMikdash? Har, 206. Therefore, Ha'eloikim Nisa is Gematria 206. And what's the ultimate objective of the Beis HaMikdash? That it should reach? 515 is the roof. But Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, Al Rav Lach, enough, don't say Tefillah 516. It seems like Tula 5.16 is going to get us to the finish line. So right now we're stuck at 5.15. 5.16 is like Mashiach. Nisa S is 5.16. So listen to how we're setting it up right now. The first wall is 103. Machana. The second wall is Har, 206. The third wall is Sadeh, 309. The, first wall, the fourth wall is Bayez, 412. Vazchanan is 5.15. The tefillah that will build the, that will bring Mashiach is 516. Nisa S is Gematria 516. Comes Arizal, and Arizal says that we do have the audacity to say tefillah 516. And I know you know this already, and you heard this, but this is just an introduction. What is tefillah 516? Yiskadesh, Shemei Rabba, Yud Vav Shin Resh. Rashi Tevois, Yud Vav Shin Resh. 516. So we say in Aramaic because we can't say it in Hebrew yet. We're not, when Mashiach comes, maybe we'll say it in Lashon Kodesh. But Yiskadel v'Yiskadesh Merabah is Tefillah 516. When Mashiach comes, we're going to sing a new song. What are we going to say? Shiru Lashem Shir Chadash. Shiru 516. Yibane Hamikdash 516. Okay, this is just introduction to the share. This is just setting you up, okay? 516. 516. By the way, there's an interesting Chassam Seifer that when Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to build the base Hamikdash, so God said to Moshe, Enough, Rav Lach, you already made the Chatzar, which is 50. Lach is 50. You already made the Chatzar, how much do you want? Already? So, 
the Sefer Mishkan Yisrael brings that God was alluding to Moshe, look, you already made the ceiling, you already made the gag, how much more do you want? It's interesting in, the, in this uh, Yated Neman article, he says that it could be the 516th tefillah is really the missing tefillah of Avraham, because Avraham Avinu didn't say 103. He got from 103 to 205. So we're missing one. So that, that, that missing tefillah is like the tefillah of the Mashiach that will get us to the finish line. This was all, of, this was all by way of introduction. Now we're up to this year's year, okay? And that is, so we have this beautiful building. Rebezo, we have wall one, machana. Wall two, har. Wall three, sada. Wall four, bayis. Wall four, bayis By the way, since Reb Kenny is sponsoring in honor of the Mgala Mukais, I want to tell you a little bit about the significance of 103. We know that the Mishkan is the kapara for which chait? Egel. Let's examine the word Egel. Ayin is 70. Gimel is 3. Lamed is 30. 103. When did they make the Egel? What time? Shachris, Mincha, or Marav? Noontime. Mincha. It's the numerical value of Mincha. So Mem and Nun is 90, Ches is 8, He is 5, 103. They made the Egel 103 at Mincha 103. By the way, when Moshe Rabbeinu davened, Rabbi Chaim Falaji says, he, the Balaturim says, Moshe Rabbeinu davened. Where are my cliff notes over here? Moshe Rabbeinu said, Achapra Panov. Ulay achapra panov says the Balaturim. Where else does it say achapra panov? In Bereshis, achapra panov b'mincha. It's a right that Moshe Rabbeinu Davin mincha to forgive for the Ega. One o three, one o three. Here's another clue. The Gemara Bracha says that when did David Amelach say? Barchi Nafshias Hashem Halleluka. After he said 103 chapters of Tehillim, the Gemara says. After 103 chapters of Tehillim, he prophesied about the downfall of the Rishayim, then he praised Hashem. So the Megala Mukois in Parshas Pinchas and the Megala Mukois in Parshas Chukas bring an idea that there are 103 forces of Tumah. And that's why the Egel is 103. And that's why Kishof is always prevalent, Mincha time, which is 103. And that's why Bilam, who the Tagamunkos says, was trying to curse Kaisal by looking at the Egel, said, Ma'akoiv, Ekoiv. Aleph Kuf Beis is what? 103. So the forces of Tumah are 103. What's even more interesting is that how many worlds are there? worlds there are? There are 310 worlds. Zarizal says, until Mincha, there are 207 worlds, and from Mincha on, there are 103 worlds. That's the breakdown. 207, 103. So basically, 
I would just humbly suggest it's not a coincidence that each force of Kedusha, the Beis HaMikdash, is in numerals of 103 because we need to overcome the Egal. The purpose of the Mishkan is to be Mechaper for the Egal, 103. So each building block of the Mishkan and each step and each component of the Mishkan is in components of 103. It's the battle of Machana versus Machana. Right? When Moshe Rabbeinu um, heard about the Egal, he says, Kol Kol Mechama B'machana. It's all about 103. Okay. Here's a million dollar question. So we have this beautiful building. We have four walls and we have a roof. Question. Let's say you told your wife, we're moving to the five towns and we're going to build this beautiful house with four beautiful walls and a great ceiling. And she comes into the house and says, what is this? Radin or, you know, Slabotka? You say, what's wrong? It's beautiful. It's a dirt floor. What happened to the floor? Mm. Yeah, maybe tiles, marble, carpet, wood. So we have these four walls, and we have the ceiling. The four walls are God, Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe. But we're missing, we're missing the floor. Who built the floor? That was really bothering me. I mean, you got to have a floor. I mean, even though in the midbar, I don't know exactly what they used for the floor. But we know in the base Hamikdash there was a floor. There was a Avnei Shayish. In fact, the Mishnah and Shkalim said that the Aroin they noticed that one of the floorboards was missing, and they knew the Aroin was under it. So, who built the floor? Ask the Sefer Hanoisein Imre Shafer, written by Reb Mordechai Siegelstein. And this is a question addressed by none, none other than Reb Levi Yitzchak Halevi Mi Boston. I guess it's the Boston Rebbe. In the Sefer Ulalevi Amar. Now, one thing we know for sure: whoever's building the floor is going to need Yehuda. Whoever's building the floor is going to need to get to what number? Six eighteen. No, it's got to be six eighteen. One hundred three, two hundred six, three hundred nine, four twelve. Six eighteen. So this is really fertile territory. How are we going to come up with six eighteen? Says the Boston Rebbe, you know who's going to build the floor of the base of Mikdash? You! How? How many mitzvahs are there? 613. Plus how many drabanan? 7. 620. But two of them we heard directly from God. Right? Like the Gemara says in Makos. Torah 611. But two of them, we heard straight from God. So you have 620. You subtract 2. So 618. You're going to build the, the floor of the base on Mikdash. That's what the Bustin Rabbah said. The Sefer Hanoi Sein Imre Shafer says, Oh, wait a second. God built the first wall. Avram built the second wall. Yitzchak built the third wall. Yaakov built the fourth wall. Moshe built the roof. Who's going to build the floor? It's got to be... Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, David. I guess, right? David. Yeah, David's a. Uh, he's he, the, the four Ragley Hamarkava. Avraham is a. What? David built the foundation. Okay. 
So he says David built it, and that's why David Amelech said Vihishtahla la Har Kodshoi. Har Kodshoi is Gematria six eighteen. The only thing is I I made the big mistake of trying to add it up. And it's only six fifteen. So I figure you count the two words, that gets you to six seventeen, and in Makoilal is six eighteen. So Harakocha is six fifteen. And then the two words, and Emakaila. So in total, how many powers of 103 are there? One from God. It's more than six. It's 21. You ready for this? One from God. Two from Abraham. 206. Okay. Three from Yitzchak. Four from Yaakov. No, he says 412. Four from Yaakov. Five from Moshe. And six from David. So one... Two. What's 21 times 103? It's the gematria of the Pasuk, Ezeb Bayis Asher Tivnu Li Ve'ezeb Makai Menuchasi. That one I didn't add up. So we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> but. What, what's going on? I'm getting from Rebbe to everyone. Who's Rebbe though? There are 105 Adonim. What's he saying? There are 105 Adonim holding up the two Mishkan 105 Bimachne. Okay. I didn't, I didn't get that fully, but okay. Now, so again, we're trying to understand who built the floor. Who built the floor? So one approaches Basna Rebbe, 618 mitzvahs. Hanoi Shafer. David, Harakadshai. And look, you know the story. When they give you the podium, you have to say something. You know the story about there was once a big Moisar. There was a big Russia. And um, he was always causing trouble to the Jewish community. So one year he really wanted to start up. So he, he said, This year I'm going to blow shot. I want to be the Baltakea. And the um, the community didn't know what to do. He's, yeah, could he be the Baltakes? Yeah. So they ha- they came up with a great idea. The rabbi went to this moist and he said, you know what? You, this year, you're so important, you're going to blow Shoifar on Yom Kippur. He said, Yom Kippur? On Roshan, we blow a hundred times. So Yom Kippur only get blow once. The rabbi said, once we give you the podium, you could blow as many times as you want. You know? Anyway, so here we go. You ready? We're going to try... Um, what I think is a very beautiful approach to who built the floor of the Beis HaMikdash. And the answer is, Rabbi Yisai, there's a Pasuk in Shirashir, I'm looking at number 12. The pillars were made out of silver. The couch was gold. on The chariot purple. Toichai Ratsuf Ahava the inside was floored with love. What does the word ratzof mean? Floor, like ritzpah. Mm-hmm. The floor of the mikdash is love. So you know what the, the floor is made out of? Love. What do we do with that? Who's love? What love? What's the love? 
There's a very important mitzvah in the Torah. That mitzvah is v'yahavta l'reyachah kamaycha. You gotta love your the guy sitting next to you in shul. You gotta love your cousin. You gotta love your great uncle. You gotta love your second grade rebbe. You gotta you gotta love the Jewish people. You gotta love a guy in uh, in. A Jew who lives wherever he may live, but you know who the mitzvah primarily refers to? It refers to your wife. The mitzvah of Yahafta Lareacha Kamaicha primarily refers to loving your wife. The Gemara Kedushin says, Amem Aleph, it is prohibited to get married until you see your wife. Says the Gemara, because when you see her, you might not like what you see. And the Torah says, You have to love Yahafta Lareacha Kamaicha. So you got to take a good look at your wife before you marry her so that you love her. Is referring to your wife? Yes. If there's anyone in this world that we have to apply, it's your wife. And the love that a person has for their wife is so important that the love between a husband and wife is used as the mashal to the love between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Jewish people. Which Sefer in Tanakh talks about Hashem's love for us? Shir Hashirim. It's a love song. So does Hashem say, I love you. you your mitzvahs are so beautiful. Your Torah learning is so beautiful. No. God gives us a parable. A groom. There's a groom. And He's saying to His bride, your hair is so beautiful. Your teeth are so lovely. That it's a mashal. The love between Ish ve'isha is the mashal to the love between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Knesset Yisrael. You know, the Mishkan, the Mikdash, had Shechina on it. The, you know the Ramban. This is one of the most important Rambans in Chumash. Ramban asks, the book of Bereshis is the book of creation. Talks about creation of the world, and the acts of our forefathers created the future history of the Jewish people. That's Bereshis. Says Ramban, what's the theme of Shemais? Shemais is exile and redemption. Golos and Gula. Ask Ramban. So then it should end in Parshas B'Shalach when we're redeemed. Why does it continue to to Truma to Tzaveh? What does that do with the Mishkan? Why? How's the Mishkan part of redemption? Says Ramban. We're not redeemed until we revert and restored to the level of before the exile. What was the level we were on before the exile? God's presence rested on the tent of Abraham and Sarah. So we are not redeemed until we could get God to rest on our tent again. That's why the last Pasuk in Shemais is God rested His Shekhinah on the Mishkan. Which means, the Shechina on the Mishkan was only a semblance of the Shechina on the tent of Abraham and Sarah. Which means the real presence of the Shechina is in the home of Abraham and Sarah. That when there's Ish ve'isha shalom b'neim, the Yud and the He, Shechina b'neim, that's the Iker Shechina. That's the primary Shechina. In other words, if you want to tell, what is the resting place of the Shekhinah in this world, more than anywhere else, 
the love between Ishva And the Mishkan was only a semblance of that, a replica of that, but it's not the real thing. The real thing is between husband and wife. Between Avram and Sarah. The whole Mishkan was, let's get us back to the tent of Avram and Sarah, to the love of Avram and Sarah, to the righteousness of Avram and Sarah. Toichai, the inside of the Mishkan. Ratzuf, you know what the floor is? Ahava. Take the word ish. Ish is 311. Isha is 306. 617. Imakailal. 618. You know who makes the floor? The floor is the spirit of the Mishkan. Ishvisha. The love between husband and wife. That is the vehicle, that is the receptacle to the Hashras Hashchina. Shalom Bayit. Shalom. Ishvi Isha. Shalom Beinayim. Shchina Beinayim. Do you think it's a coincidence? We just had a Tishabav. Which Mesechta talks about Chorben Beis HaMikdash? Gitin. You think it's a coincidence that Kamsa Bar Kamsa and Chorben is a Mesechta Gitin? No, Reb Tzadik HaKoyin says that every Agada to uh, every Agarata Gemara is in its designated spot. Gitin, you know what Gitin, you know what a Churban Meis HaMikdash is? A, a Churban Meis HaMikdash is parallel to a Get. When God destroys our temple and He leaves us, that is analogous to a divorce. It's analogous to a divorce. Of course the story of the Churban is going to be in Gitin. Because the love between husband and wife is the vehicle which is the resting place of the Shekhinah. So when there's Chur Meis HaMikdash, then, of course, there's Gitin. Why do you think the Mizbeach cries? Why do you think the Mishkan, the Mikdash cries when there's a Get? Because when there's no peace between husband and wife, there's no place for the Shechina to be. So the Mikdash is crying. And which Mesechta talks about the love of Eretz Yisrael? Ksubis. <laughs> you want to know what's the... <laughs> The bond between husband and wife through the the uh, formal document of Aksuba is analogous to the Jewish people happily living in the land of Israel. So when we're happily living in the land of Israel, we're bound to God. So that's an Aksuba. So that's like the marriage b- binding. But the Chur Meisamikdash is a Masech And there was a great man. So in a way... When there's harmony and peace between husband and wife, so the Shekhinah says, I'm with the Jewish people. When there's lack thereof, Hashem has to retreat, so to speak. So there was a great man. His name was Rabbeinu Gershon. Rabbeinu Gershon made a takana. But, you know, Rabbeinu Gershon has a very unusual name. He's called Rabbeinu Gershon, Ma'ar Hagoyla, the light of the exile. Why is he given? Why is he called the light of exile? Why not Rabbeinu Tam, Rashi, Rashbam, Ritzba, Rihazakein, and all our, all of our you know all the personalities we've been discussing? Because listen to what Rabbeinu Gershon did. Here we are in the Gullus. What what if Hashem says, you know, you guys, I've been carrying you for two thousand years. I'm tired of you. Let me try out the North Koreans for a little bit. Could Hashem do that? What if Hashem says, you know, I want to try them out? 
So Rabbeinu Gershon, so to speak, twisted Hashem's arm, Kiviyachal. You know what he did? He said a husband can't divorce his wife against his will, against her will. If a husband can't divorce their wife against her will, God can never get rid of us. So he's the light of the exile. He gives us hope in the exile. Because we know that, look, God stuck with us. So that's why Rabbi Gershon is called, Rabbi Yechiel of Oistroy says, that's why he's called the light of the exile. Because he is forcing God to stick with us. So, so what if God says, you know what? Okay, I'm stuck with you. But maybe I'll, I'll have you and the North Korean. No, Rabbi Gershon said, also, you can't divorce your wife against her will, and you can't take more than one wife. So now, not only is God stuck with us, He's stuck only with us. Ah, very good. Rabbi is reminding me, Rabbi Chaim Knievsky once asked, thank you. You know, in Halacha, the, there's a shaila whether a woman um, leans on Pesach or not. So the Ramah says that our women, so the, the Rav says that only a chashev woman leans. Says Ramah, nowadays all of our women are chashev. So Reb Chaim Kiyaski says, when did all women become chashev? So Reb Chaim said, when Rabbeinu Gershon said, you can't divorce them against their will and you can't take another one, they became very chashev. <laughs> he elevated the status of women, but he elevated the status of the Jewish people. Because the relationship between husband and wife is the vehicle and the paradigm of the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch and Knesset Yisrael. And therefore, if we wanted to know what is the floor of the Beis HaMikdash, it's Toichai Ratzuf. You know what the Ritzpah is? Ahava, what love? Ahava bein Ishla Ishtai. Maybe, I mean, according to the opinion that it was, you know, Ishva Isha, then that was the vehicle of Shechina. Tell you, um, in uh, my uh, grandparents, Holocaust survivors, my grandfather passed away at uh, last year, 106. He was a rub in Pittsburgh for 70 years. If you'd go into his house, you smelled Reach Ganeden Mamish. It was like from Mamish Ganeden. What it was, I can't tell you. But, it, that that home, my grandfather, my grandma, it was the Shalom Beinehem was like you never saw, and and their house became a, like a base of mikdash. So just want to share with you um, one more thought. So here it is, we're after Tishavav, and even though the base of mikdash was the base of mikdash is destroyed, oh, but now we have Nechama. What's the Nechama? But we don't have base of mikdash. So how are we going to rebuild the base of mikdash? So what's the first day we have after Tishav? Tuba'av. And what do we do on Tuba'av? It's the day of Zivugim, Shiduchim. What's it got to do with anything? <laughs> that has everything to do. The way we rebuild the Beis HaMikdash is if you're Mezaveg, Ishve Isha, if you make Shiduchim, you bring together the Toichai of Ava, the home, the Jewish home, is the resting place of the Shechina. There's no greater way to rebuild the Beis HaMikdash than and this is a, a great avoida that, that we all have, that um, to utilize the great mitzvah of um, Kiddushin, and if we are fortunate that we have a bias, and we have a, a isha, or you have a ish, to foster the proper 
Ahava v'yachva v'shalom v'reos, because of the great mitzvah v'yachta v'echa kamaycha, more than the guy next to you in shul, more than your second cousin, is the ish v'isha shalom b'neim shechina b'neim. And through that, we should be zaycha to rebuild the base of Mikdash. Amen.